of that whole 90s movement. They were pretty much one of the faces of it. That if you don't stack up now in 2018, I can't necessarily knock you for that. Well, yeah, I mean, you you can't expect somebody to reach their uh, their previous heights. Um, I will say, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, I like them, but there are certainly times... I can't listen to them for a long stretch of time because it's like, dude, Billy Corgan's voice after maybe three songs for me, I'm like, all right, this dude, is, I'm done. This is a th- this is a theme with you because you have this with both them. You have it with Rush seems to be a thing with you. Steve Perry's voice really annoys you from Journey. Um, you seem to have a thing with certain voices where you just can't do it. Where just it's that's and I mean, well, like I said, Journey I hate, Journey I dislike, Rush, eh, whatever, Smashing Pumpkins I like, but it's just I can't do it for extended. Like not an album, not an album. No, if I'm putting in, a, if I'm putting in, a, you know, hey, we're gonna go listen to this. Not, not gonna be Pumpkins. Hey, Fantone, I have an extra ticket for Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, yeah, it's free. It's yeah, probably I'm gonna go to it. Um, but, but not paying attention on your phone. I was gonna say, but there's gonna be times and there's. Definitely Definitely going to be midway through the Smashing Pumpkin set. I'm gonna look at my girlfriend and be like, "You ready to go? You're like, are we all done here? Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's no way I'd make it through the whole thing. I get that. I I don't share that, you know that that thought with the uh, Smashing Pumpkins, but I do understand how somebody could have that thought on the Smashing Pumpkins. His voice could grate on you. Yeah, yeah. It, That's what I was gonna say. It kind of yeah. grinds me. It kind of like it doesn't do that to me, but I could definitely understand how his voice could do that to somebody. I. uh their early albums are really, really good. I'm very interested to see if they hold up. So coming up at 9 o'clock, we will find that out. I was driving into work this morning a little later than normal. Okay. And uh, I think I went to bed last night and forgot to set my alarm. Oops. And I ended up next to somebody on the freeway. And uh, the sun was starting to come out a little bit, so you could actually see into their windows. Okay. And this is predominantly a women's thing. Um Actually, I feel even worse about it when I see a man do it. Okay. This is like, these are like horoscopes for me. Perfectly acceptable for a woman, not acceptable for a man. Perfectly acceptable. (laughs) Uh, Not perfectly acceptable. I realize I'm going to have to accept it out of a woman, but I'm not going to accept it out of a man. Okay. And that is this woman had not one. I was able to count six, meaning there was probably more. This is in her car, by the way. We're on the freeway. I'm looking through windows and can count six. (laughs) Okay. Six dream catchers hanging from the rear view mirror. (laughs) Hanging from the rear view mirror. You started talking about women doing something while driving. I was like, what is she doing? Makeup? She's doing something? She got goddamn dream catchers hanging. Okay. I don't get the dream catcher. I don't get it. First of all, lady, you're driving a 30-year-old yellow car. <laughs> Here's what I know. Newsflash, they don't work. Whatever dreams you're trying to capture in there, they're not working, right? That's not the, 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 They're not doing their job. Second of all, what are we trying to catch? Like, I don't get the dream catcher. Like, I've seen the tattoo of the dream catcher, and I was like, oh, my God. Well, like, dude, I, I wanted to push that person down. I mean, obviously, I think it's, you know, uh, what do I want to say here? Mumbo jumbo, just like any other kind of, like, spiritual, like, thing. But I don't know. Is it any different than a cross hanging up in your in your rear view? If that's, if that's how you identify spiritually, if that's who you are, if you're a, you know. I, I mean, uh, okay. If we're going to really examine it, I guess not. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't prove any of that either. It just, to me, like... It feels desperate. It does feel desperate. It feels hopeless. It feels... It feels like a person who's like, oh, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, one of those. And those like, are the worst. One of those. I feel like, dude, dream catchers, you're like two steps away from Scientology, right? 
Which is like real crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're buying into you're buying into something. It's obvious if you've got something like that, you're looking to fill something. Exactly back. right. And I feel like if you have six dream catchers, six you're, of them. dude, you're like you're two steps away from joining a cult. Six of them, dude. Six of them. I just worry. It's like this is what information. This is what infomercials are for. Right. This, these these are the people. These are the people that can't stop dialing the phone at three o'clock in the morning to buy something. Oh, one hundred percent, dude. When you look at like when you look at the crap that gets sold, the crap that people buy into. And I mean, an egg won't stick to that pan. And you wonder how scams happen. You wonder how like people get hustled. Snake and oil. It's, it's 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 your will. You're so desperate to buy in. You're so desperate for an answer that you're like, yeah, dream catcher, sure. I you know. I don't even know what they're supposed to do. Like I don't even know if it's if it do they capture spirits what. Happened to Slimer go in there and then we got to put him in the machine? Like, what happened? I think that, like, your dream life, you know, this would keep the bad spirits out, I, I if I remember correctly or something like that. Nice job. Well, I mean, you I'm know, saying them, not you. <laughs> like, it's a, uh, and I have to wonder too, like, did this woman, where do you even buy these things? Like, did this woman have to go to, like, oh, I believe you, I believe they're made for you. You, th- I, well, I, I was gonna say, do you think these are legit or do you think she bought these out of, like, the, uh, uh you know, like some internet website or something like that like well, let's clear a few things up no i don't no i don't believe they're legit whatever the hell that means i'm just saying like if you go to you know i don't know there's plenty of you know native american like there was a native american powwow that i went to last year and they were selling those there or do you think that this is just some like lady in her garage selling these out of like you know misty's dreamcatchers.com uh, yes, the latter. <laughs> I, I I think uh, I'm being told Dreamcatchers were originally yes for uh, you know for for the Native American culture to catch yeah. evil spirits, yeah. right? But now I believe that Native Americans make those and go, how dumb do I think the pale skins are? This is how dumb I think they are. I think that's what happened. But you don't need wouldn't first of all if they work, wouldn't one be enough? Even 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 if you're like how many evil spirits you got in there? If you're passable Native American right now, and I'm talking Lou Diamond Phillips style, like I don't know, you're some sort of you know, and you wear a cowboy hat and some turquoise, you're some shade of brown, dude. You could just hustle the hell out of people. Oh, old snakeskins oh, and, and 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 and, and dreamcatchers. Just coming out dreamcatchers. Yes, and, and little little bottles. You drink this, and oh, dude, I'm telling you right now, desperate white people are buying in, no if, question. If you buy a dreamcatcher at the Grand Canyon store, then yes, I can see how it could happen. You're on vacation, your wife's barking in your ear, but when you're driving down 77 North Canton, Ohio, six of them hanging from the rearview mirror of a car that's 35 years old, guess what? They don't work! Time to throw them out! Time for you to take the wheel. Screw the, 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 the Dreamcatcher! Jesus doesn't take wheels, you take them! Take control, man! I just feel like you are easily, dude, if you buy into that kind of stuff, you're easily duped, is my opinion. Which I shouldn't say, because you're probably listening to this radio (laughs) show right now. (laughs) Airline travel is going to get faster, and I'm all for it, and these people bitching about the problems that are going to come with it are absolutely insane. Faster planes on the Stansbury Show next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. If you missed the opening, we were uh, we were talking about this woman I saw driving into work. She had dream catchers hanging from her rear view mirror. Jeez. You can hear me rolling my eyes. Jeez. And um, I just, I don't get it. And, and, and I said, in, during the break, Fantone and I continued the conversation. And I had said, I view, and I said this on the air too, I view dream catchers the same way I do horoscopes. It's perfectly acceptable for a woman to do it, but a man's not supposed to do it. Now, I 
drew attention to this woman having them in her car because she had six of them, and I don't know what the hell's flying around in there that she's got to catch. But if you know what I mean, like, dude, maybe try fly strips and and not and not dream catchers. But Fantone then says, I don't know, dude. If I would have met my girlfriend, you've been with her almost four years. Yeah. If I would have met my girlfriend, if she would have been super into horoscopes, you feel like you would have been out. You uh, you say perfectly acceptable for a woman to do, and that's where I take a little bit of contention. Okay. I what mean- I mean to say is, is that I expect this behavior from a woman, but I don't expect it from a man. Because that's kind of the point is that like if let's you know and if my girlfriend today when we've been together for four years and have like this relationship established if today she was like babe you know what I think I'm going to get into horoscopes I don't know if that's necessarily grounds for dismissal at that point but if we're two months into a relationship we're six weeks in we've gone out four times all right I kind of like this chick like hey you know maybe something's happening here you go over to her house and she has like all these Gemini posters like oh like I'm a Gemini and this is who I am and like I've got the you know the twin spirits and the blah 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 you're not you're not pulling back a little bit you're not like whoa 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 okay yes but i'd be worried i worry though because look how much you love your girlfriend you love her i do so if 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 she would have been i mean you would have missed out on that over horoscopes but i love this person because she's not that person do you know what i'm saying how many other things can i tell about you because you are that like oh i've got the scorpio sign tattooed on me because it says so much me and the other people born two weeks before me and two weeks after me were like the exact same person with the exact same cosmic destiny this happened i actually Mm. had dude now that you mentioned i completely Mm. forgot i have this in my house Hanging up in my house. What do you got going on, dude? Tell me what you got. So a couple of years ago, I was dating this chick who was super hot. And so when you do that, you end up doing stupid things. Sure. Because they're like, oh my God, what about this? And then next thing you know, it's like in your house, right? And she is um, one of these people who like buys and sells old things. Like she actually has her own store now and like she's doing that whole thing. And she bought me this like plaque from the 70s. And it's a Gemini plaque because I'm a Gemini. And it's got like the twins on it. No, and it doesn't give you like the description of it. It doesn't say anything on it. It just, but you could tell that's what it is. And that is, that's like hanging up in my, it's in my bedroom, I'm pretty sure. Dude, you got to take that down. I do got to take that down. Dude, you got to take that down. That's just laziness right there. Um, Like I said, I mean, if she pulled it out today and was like, oh my gosh, my horoscope, I'm not breaking up with her over that, but there is going to be a little bit of me that's like, what are you, what are you talking about right now? I think it's so much worse for a man to do. Like when I, like when I see a man on Facebook posting his or then his wife's horoscope and like, oh my god, look, we perfectly mesh or whatever. Like when I see men posting their horoscopes online, I worry you've been hacked by your girlfriend, and that's who's doing that. And it's almost because that's what I want to have had happened for you versus you, a grown man, buying into horoscopes. I'm just, I, like, I guess I can remember maybe like when I was waiting tables, like we would look through the newspaper every day because this is back before we had phones and like... Somebody would be like, oh, hey, what day? What are you? And I'd be like, oh, I'm a Capricorn and be like, all right, you're gonna have a three star (laughs) day. But like, I have never once in my life thought into myself like, boy, I've got to align my cosmic chakras to to to, you know, the the moon setting so I can make sure that I as a Capricorn have a five star day today. Aren't horoscopes much like having your palm read, meaning that if you're perfectly happy 
and content with where you are, you don't seek this information out. Yeah. Isn't it isn't it a horoscope one of those things where only do when you like when you want a sense of hope, do you open the newspaper and it's there for you? Do you say that to all other like religious things? Yes. All uh, so like every I everyone be- involved in that is like Dude, my dad was a minister, okay. right? Man of God. And he would be the first person to tell you that part of the reason how that happened is is that he was a drug addicted person. His life was twirling out of control and was shown a different way and felt that that helped him get him off drugs. And that through marrying my mom, having me, and through then joining and becoming a minister, his life got better. So yeah, I think that it is. It's it, Dude, these are, I mean, that's what religion teaches you actually, is that your soul is lost and that Jesus finds it for you, corrals them, and then takes them all with him in the rapture. I'm not trying to be funny. That is what they tell you, that your soul's lost, and that, you're, that you, you come to God to, find, to, to correct that issue. So yeah, I do look at it all as the same, like wizardry. It's all craziness, if you ask me. Now, I'm all for you doing whatever you want in your life, but I do think dream catchers are strange. I do. I think it's weird. I don't like. What are you doing? Like I like when I was in Utah. These are big in Utah. They're big in Oregon. Of course, they're big there too. Like there was some lady that came to my bar all the time in Oregon. She made them at her house. I kept saying to somebody, "Nothing that lady." And I wish I had a picture of her so I could show you. Nothing that lady makes in her trailer is going to help me capture anything that's going to help me fix my life. Maybe I was saying that. Get out of the goddamn trailer, (laughs) like dude. Like that was my thing. It was like no, 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 no. No, no, no. The rest of you live in houses, and you're buying something to fix your life from a woman who lives in the trailer. And, of course, I was seen as, like, the big, bad, mean, Midwestern jerk just who hates everything. And it's like, well, I don't hate everything. I just hate craziness. I was going to say you're not in touch with your spirit animal or something. I just don't understand men who get into their horoscopes. I don't get it. First of all, what do you care what a failed fiction writer has to say about you? That's all those people are. I was going to say grown-ups, man. (laughs) You know that person who wrote that has zero cosmic insight. None. It's not coming down from the stars. It is just some dude working for the Akron Beacon Journal. In 2018, by the way, working at the newspaper. If they could figure out how to figure to make the best out of another person's day, don't you think they figure out how to make the best of their day? I just don't understand it, and I, I don't know if I, I could not rule a girl out because she was into her horoscopes. But if I got into her car and there's a dream catcher, I am out on dream catcher. (laughs) I am, I am officially out. I'm out on bands called dream catcher. I'm out on women who do thing. And I've seen the dream catcher tattoo, and I can't think of anything more sad in my entire life. Maybe, maybe the bolo tie and and the blue stone. What the hell is it with the Native Americans and the weirdness? Yeah, I was gonna say not the best, uh, not the best fashion there. the best fashion there. It's always black jeans and dream catchers. Your boy is all, all the way out. You need to be careful about road rage, especially in Pennsylvania. We'll explain why next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. For some reason this morning, all morning, we've been talking about dream catchers and horoscopes <laughs> and Jason wanted to know what about uh, what about fortune tellers? I think it's all hackery. Yeah, same thing. You're reading the cards, the, yeah, uh, the tarots I- or the tea leaves or whatever. I, I just think you're desperate. You're looking for, you're obviously in search of something. And 
Those people know that when you walk through their door. Oh, yeah, dude. They oh. know that. Oh, boy. You know. You think Bill Gates is going to get his cards read now because he's got his life mapped out the way he wanted it. An older man is speaking to me from the spirit world, and it's like, well, everybody has lost an older man in their life. Maybe my dad died. Like, right. Like I'm right. 50. Maybe right. my dad's dead. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's all hackery. I think it's all hackery. Now, I didn't get a chance to read all of this, so I don't necessarily want to go too far down this rabbit hole. Okay. But it looks like the president got it done, right? I mean, it looks like he got it done. Again, as a guy who's had issues with the Trump presidency, I am not a Trump hater, and I've said that from the beginning because there are people out there who are like, you're just a libtard. It's like, no, I'm not really. That I'm as in the middle as you can get. Dude, he kind of got it done. Six months ago, you were telling me how him saying, oh, he's got the bigger button on his desk. We were, Remember, we were all underneath our desks. Hiding. Thought, dude, thought, dude, North Korea was going to kill us. Remember? They were going to destroy us. Now he gets the meeting, which everybody said he wouldn't get the meeting. Got the meeting. Not only does he get the meeting, but he gets what he wants in the meeting. I don't know, dude. I'm not sick of winning yet. Um, I'm not. I, I guess there's a couple of things that I've, I've thought of with this. And the first in, in thing is everybody needs to wait. Everybody needs to calm down because, like, at this point, I know it feels very like, well, it was the greatest meeting of all time, or, oh, dude, the whole thing was a failure. And it's like, you kind of have to wait and see what happens here. Um, what do you think? Why do you think that it will be different this time than the last time North Korea said they were going to denuclearize? I maybe I'm just hopeful that, that it will be different. Like, what did, what did, what did uh, they get that would make them do that? Well, again, I have not read the whole thing, so that I don't know, and that, that, that's why I said I don't really want to wade too far into this. All I know is that already he got what people told me he could never get. He could never get the meeting, and he can never get him to agree, I, and he has done that. I, I don't think that people who were saying you couldn't get that meeting were really accurate with what they're saying there because like no but they were saying it fantone but, is the problem is that they were saying it they were saying it from legitimate news desks this was the news organizations were telling us he was never going to be able to get the meeting and he would never get an agreement he got the meeting and got the agreement this is where fake news happens this is exactly why he's on the news networks all the time any any president of the united states could have gotten a meeting with kim jong un any one of them any that's that's for sure but he did it do you feel like that's the appropriate thing to do? Should he meet with leaders of ISIS? Should he meet with leaders of Iran? I believe he should meet with no, but I do believe he should meet with. Dude, you're you are a head of state. So, but you don't meet with leaders of Iran. Like, well, all right, I, I, ISIS is different, but should you maybe meet with Iran? Yes, I mean maybe maybe you should. I don't really know to be honest with you, but all I this is what I know. They told me he couldn't get the meeting. They told me he couldn't get an agreement, and he got both. But if we're having the conversation, not they, they, they. If you and I are like really breaking this down, but remember I said we're not though because I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing yet. What I know is is that everybody was knocking this guy, telling us he was going to get us bombed six months ago from egging this guy on, and he didn't get us bombed. He got the goddamn meeting, and he got the agreement. You got to give credit where credit is due. When this guy legitimately delivers on things nobody thought he could do, we as the liberal part of the, the conversation have to go, all right, well, that part's kind of good. I, uh, I think that there's definitely forward momentum when it comes to this, and having conversations is obviously the first step towards making things better. So I think that's a positive. If, if you're asking me my opinion as, like, you know, myself, I'm just going to say, let's hold up. Like, I think that's hesitation because of who did it. 
I, I really do. I'm not looking to knock you, but I think if this was Obama, dude, you'd be talking about what a victory if this If this is. was Obama, I'd be saying the same thing that you shouldn't. When Obama said, hey, I want to meet with all heads of state, I 100% disagree with that. I 100%. I think there's states, there's rogue nations in the world, and when you are actively pursuing, you know, uh, anti-American uh, movements, you shouldn't meet with those leaders of so those nations. then previous presidents didn't get this meeting because they didn't want it? Correct. Well, then that's dumb. I'm sorry, dude. If you're if, if if we're gonna if we're gonna live this much in fear of this dude, if 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 the whole thing is he's so crazy, we don't know what he's gonna do. We're all scared. We're all living underneath our desks. Then you take the meeting. He is a head of state. It is like I mean, it's a real place. Like it's a like it's this is not a terrorist organization. Now he's not great. They do awful things, but that's his country. This is ours. But six months ago, it was Trump so reckless, he's going to get us blown up. And now today, it's the complete opposite of so reckless, he's going to get us blown up. And yet, nobody wants to give him the credit for it. Nobody. Hannity's going to give him the credit for it. Saw that. Ben Shapiro gave him the credit for it. Saw that. But you knew that was going to happen. But CNN still half in, half out on whether it's good. MSNBC still kind of him on. They don't want to give it up. And there's a reason why he calls you fake news. And it's because when something positive happens, you won't report it as positive. This is a positive. I don't care how anybody tries to spin it to me. You told me he couldn't get the meeting. You told me he couldn't get this result. He got both. Not one, not half, both. If they don't denuclearize, then we have to adjust our opinion. When do you feel like that will be? Well, these things always take time, right? This will be, it won't be inside of a year. So there's, I mean, what timetable do you feel is appropriate to like say that this was worth it? Well, I guess I wish I had a better understanding of nuclear programs and what they do and how they, you know, get operated in. Anything short, I think you got to give them 24 months to get it figured out and how to do it. So within 24 months, if this if new if, if if North Korea is not in compliance, completely look at the mental gymnastics we're going through just not to give the guy credit for getting the deal but I'm, done. But what I'm asking, but we are kind of though because now it's like we'll move the goalposts. Well, now how long until this and how long until this? He got the agreement. What's an agreement if he doesn't? What's an agreement worth if he agreed, doesn't? Agreed, agreed. But he did get the agreement, and I was told he wouldn't, and I was told the bigger button on my desk was going to get us blown up. You, dude, six months ago it was we were going to be blown up. Bush got an agreement too. Bush George W got an agreement too and it never happened. So well, like, there is a different guy in charge now, right? All I'm saying to me is I don't want to call mission accomplished until the mission is accomplished. I, I agree with that. But the mission of getting the meeting and getting the agreement which I was told he could never do by every mainstream media outlet there was was telling me he could never do it. This president could never get it. This buffoon of a president could not get this done and he did get it done. Not half. Got it all. Got it all. And there is a different person in charge over there now. And maybe this does go all the way through it. I would agree that you can't pop the champagne bottles yet. I would agree with that. But this will be this will be one of those things that if it does happen, you just watch. It'll be like, well, I mean, secretly Obama laid the groundwork and then Trump went in there. That's how our side of the aisle is going to spin this. And they're wrong about it. You can hate somebody all you want. You can disagree with politics all you want. But just begrudgingly not admitting that something got done is you not looking to be objective. And I'm not saying Fantone. I'm saying the country. It's them not looking to be objective and not willing to admit it. And this is, again, see, Trump supporters, I'm not a Trump hater. I just want the right to, I want the right to disagree with them when I disagree with them. But six months ago, we're going to get blown up. 
World War Three, it's coming. And I told you all then, quiet down. No, you're not. North Korea ain't going to do nothing. The guy who constantly runs his mouth about what he's going to do never does it. He is ultimately afraid of America at the end of the day. Everybody ultimately at the end of the day is afraid of America. That's the way it works. Why do you think none of this stuff really ever gets fought here? Because after 9-11, we were like, <laughs> no, bro, not on our soil, dude. Nope, doesn't happen. That's why. And Trump kind of knows that. And he took the heavy hand and was like, screw you, bitch, we're America. And he took the heavy hand, and the heavy hand got it done. It did. It got it done. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Joe. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I have, uh, I've obviously, I, not obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but I believe I've cost us a few listeners who had heard what I had said about the president. And uh, this summit and have taken it as Trump support. No, 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 no. I was just simply told he could never get a meeting. And when in, if he got the meeting, he would never get an agreement. He got both things. Now, we do need to wait and see what happens. It's easy to stand up there and say, hey, well, everybody's going to do the right thing. It's harder to actually go about and do the right thing. And he's got to make sure that gets done. I said, let's not pop the champagne bottles yet. But six months ago, you guys had me underneath my desk about how North Korea was going to blow us up because of how how terrible Trump was as a person. And now he got a deal done. At least in theory, he got a deal done. That's all I was saying. And that I believe outlets like mine who lean left do have to give credit where credit is due. Otherwise, you lose your credibility. You can't just be all one thing. It's like Tommy Lee said. You can't just make nothing but like rock ragers because you're fake then. You have to make the ballot because sometimes you're that guy too. And that's all I was doing. That's that's all that was happening there. My person who I voted for still lost the election. Okay? We all still friends? Jesus Christ, this guy is polarizing. Like nobody other like yeah. nobody else I've ever seen in my life. Pretty polarizing. Like I I can't I dude, I gotta take everybody out for a goddamn ice cream cone if I say anything about it. Anything, dude. Anything. anything. Good or bad. I, I gotta I, smooth something out when I'm done. Honestly, you know, we talked about this running up into the election and shortly thereafter, where it was like, man, if nothing else, there's gonna be stories to talk about. I want nothing to do with the nothing. stories, dude. Nothing. All right, so let's go to the next most polarizing person in America. All right, who do we got now? LeBron James. There we go. Now I'm hearing a lot about how LeBron quit. Okay. okay. Now, I don't necessarily believe that. I believe he could have taken more shots in game four. I believe he could have done that. Okay. And I think that, that maybe there is a possibility where you're the greatest player in the world. You're looking at the score. You're looking at the, the, the series, and you're going, you know what? Why am I going for 55 tonight? Why am I doing it? Yeah. I think there might that might have happened. I, and I, I think there's probably a little bit of it's hard to go for 55, period. And yeah. but it's hard to go for 55 when you deep down inside already know what's happening. I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me, but if I if memory serves correctly, he went for 34, nine and thirteen or something over this series. Decent. Okay, so dude, that's <laughs> okay. so you're not really quitting. Right, is my point. Suck. Those are numbers of a guy who did not quit. Um, there was a point in the game Friday night. I was hosting it out at Jersey's in Belden and. And I've had this happen to me before in live sports events because there are times you know your team is going to lose. Sure. And as the host of the game for the Canton Charge, when I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, ooh, dude, there's under five minutes and we're down by 15. What are we going to do here? And for me, it immediately goes from, come on, guys, we can do it, into you guys are the best fans in the world. Yes. That's where, and you can always tell when I think the team has gone too far down is because I automatically change to, you're the best fan. 
Canton, Ohio. Cleveland Cavaliers fans, you're number one. You're still here. And if that happens to me, how does that not happen to LeBron? You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at the game and I recognize, like, dude, huh. this, this isn't going our way. That's it's interesting. It's not going to happen here. How, how does LeBron not see that same thing? A far greater basketball mind than I. And, like, damn, dude, I got, I got to change. Now, he's getting murdered because he came out in the press conference and he was wearing the cast on his arm. We all know he punched the whiteboard, hurt his hand. And that's not smart in the NBA Finals. And, no. dude, he should be held. He should be held responsible for that. He should have to answer for that. And there should be fair criticism on it. I'm all for that. All right. Um, but I don't believe he quit in game four. I, I don't, he could have taken more shots, but I think he just knew what the situation was. I don't think that's quitting. I think it's un- understanding what the situation is. Well, and if he would have taken, you know, another 15 shots on the night and the Cavs still would have lost, everyone would have been like, well, the reason they lost is because LeBron just kept shooting the ball. That's why, that's why the Cavs couldn't get it done past the ball, LeBron. So it's one of those damned if he does, damned if he doesn't situations. Yes, and I think no matter what LeBron does, people are going to second-guess it. And, and so, like, he can't win. He cannot win. Um, a lot of rumors flying around now. Is it going to be Russell Westbrook here? Is it going to be Kawhi Leonard? I know uh, Greg Popovich says he wants to sit down and talk to LeBron. They're going to actually court LeBron down to San Antonio. Rumors out yesterday. It's a two-team race between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I don't see him saying a Cavalier. I think punching whiteboards is is just proof positive. He's done. It's over. He realizes he's in a bad situation and he needs to change it. And I think that's why he's punching stuff. Um, I, I just want to note to everybody as you as you try to navigate the LeBron free agency waters here, there are so much crap out there that I saw something today where it's like, well, maybe they'll sign Boogie Cousins for the vent minimum, and Paul George will sign on for the MLE, and then we'll get Kawhi Leonard. And it's people are just throwing stuff up there. You know, you, Lakers and Cavs feel like the two least likely of the main contenders to me. That to me it's like well what are you what are you doing with either one of those teams? Well, if- I guess the rumor is now Lakers willing to trade Lonzo you're still not in contention for a title at that point. You're going to have to do a lot of moves there to, to make a Lakers a contender. Well, Paul George on record saying he would like to be a Laker before his career's over. He and Paul George together don't make him a contender? I don't know. Do they make them a real contender to, to, to dethrone the, the, the Warriors? No. Paul George and LeBron James together and, you know, three other three other dudes Chris out Paul there. Chris Paul leaves Houston, goes to the Lakers. It's now Chris Paul and LeBron James in, in, in Los Angeles. People say that's a possibility. Do I? You're going to have to put together one hell of a bench there, too, because, I mean, that's that's something you like that the, the Warriors, I think, very much get underrated on is they're very top-heavy because they have a lot of great players, but they come at you in waves, Oh, Deshaun Livingston's a real NBA player. So, so, I mean, like, that's the thing is you can't just say, like, oh, well, I'm going to start the whole thing over. Had because him, by the way. Because you're gonna have those, you're gonna have those one, two, three heavy top guys like Chris Paul, you know, Paul George and LeBron James all out there together. Yeah, part of the what reason. See, this is what people don't understand. Part of the reason Golden State was able to build this thing is because they drafted Steph. They got Steph, and he was coming off an ankle injury, so they got him where they shouldn't have been able to get him. They drafted Draymond. When you get these guys in drafts and you sign them to you know rookie contracts, you got years to put other players around him. Right, and then as you throw those three free agents in there, and all three of them are going to want max money. If not a max contract, they're all going to want max money for one year. What, what are you left with? I mean, that's why you're going to have to go somewhere. If you're LeBron James, you're going to have to go somewhere that is already set up for success. And I, I, I that's why I think Cleveland and Houston are Cleveland and, and Los Angeles are the least likely of the likely contenders. I just feel like I could see him wanting to stay. I could. Dwayne Wade came out and said, look, it's going to be a life. You know, it's going to be a lifestyle decision. You've seen it. He can take anybody to the NBA finals. And so everybody's like, it's going to be Cleveland. And I. 
Look, I think he's leaving. If I end up, I want to be wrong. I've never wanted to be wrong more than my, more in my life. But I just think the overall here is quite a bit, dude. You got to move Jr. You got to move Tristan. You got to move Kevin. You got to move the coach. You got to move a ton. And it's just like there's a lot of what ifs up there. There's going to be what ifs in anything that he does here, and that's why I think LA, if you're going to take the risk, is worth the risk. They talk about like the lifestyle decisions there, and one of the main things you see every every time there's a free agency in sports, something this big, is oh well, his kids are now enrolled in this school out in Los Angeles, or this one in Phoenix, or this one in Miami, and it's like God, you guys are just idiots for this following is, dude, that, dude, for biting on dude, that. First of all, the, the whole the, the the people who think he's staying no matter what because of Saint V, you are insane. It's Dude, these people live. This is what I I love this about sports fans, right? The rest of the year, these Hollywood elitists, they just live in a bubble. They don't understand how the rest of us work. But then when you want to keep a superstar on the sideline of your sports team, well, he's going to be just like us. Just and he like wants us. to watch his kid play basketball. No, he's a Hollywood elitist, lives in a bubble. He's got private planes. He'll fly back and forth to go to St. V games. Go wherever he wants to. It's yes. such a yes. stupid argument. It is so, honestly, it's so stupid. It's laughing. I read something about LeBron, and he was talking to Warren Buffett, and one of the things that Warren Buffett really imposed on him was that, dude, you can be a billionaire anywhere on the face of the planet. Already is. You don't have to. You know what I mean? Like you don't. They accommodate you. You don't have to accommodate anyone in dude, those situations. The game, it's not 1988. You can be a global star in a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. But when they talk about that, Dwayne Wade says, you know, it's going to be a family or a you know a, lifestyle, pers- decision. a lifestyle decision. Yeah, I I buy into that. Not so much because St. Vincent St. Mary's. But, but that's that's a good way to kind of hide the security blanket of staying with the Cavs. If LeBron stays with the Cavaliers, he might not be putting himself into the position to win three more titles, but he'll continue to put up prolific numbers, prolific numbers. He'll continue to be the main main event. He'll continue to be able to go put up as many points, as many assists, as many rebounds, and climb those leaderboards. He could do that in a Lakers jersey, though, right? He could do those in a Lakers jerseys, but then he has to win titles, too. Uh, if you stay here, there's uh, a security blanket uh, of... you don't have to win. If, we, if I don't win, I still get to be good guy LeBron because... I stayed. Because I stayed. I, I stayed with my wife even after she got fat. You know what I mean? Because that's what you're saying there. Okay. Is we're going to raise these kids. We're gonna, Even if you got fat, I married you. I committed to you. I'm staying with you. He gets good guy LeBron points. He continues to put up just huge numbers, climb those leaderboards, and, 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 okay. and lower expectations. That is the best take I've heard for LeBron staying a Cavalier. Thanks, buddy. I've been working on it. That is, that, <laughs> that is a legitimate take and, and because he's a millennial athlete. And the, the, the whole, it, I don't have to win. I don't have to win. I can do this, and we'll judge it by this. I, dude, that's the best take I've heard him say. I, I think to him, though, it's like, what if I don't win? Those are going to be the major, that's going to be You the can't big, go to the Lakers and not win. And you don't win, and it's not likely that you do. So you go to anywhere else, and you don't win. All of a sudden, those are huge legacy points against you. You stay here. Maybe you don't have that much to gain, but you're not losing ground. I'll tell you the team I think has got a real shot to land them, and nobody's talking about it. And it's because Kyrie Irving plays in Boston. But I think Kyrie, dude, the rumor is Kyrie wants out now from there, too. And that he might want to go home or what he considers home and to play for the Knicks. They might trade him. I mean, honestly, like, you've got Rozier. Yeah, you've got Rozier, and he's really good. Dude, LeBron James, and I've said it from the beginning. 
if he goes to one of these pristine, like, original franchises, dude, if you get him in L.A., you get him in Boston, you get him in a Knicks jersey, that's what the NBA wants. The NBA doesn't want LeBron in Cleveland. They want him as a Nick. They want him as a Celtic. They want him as a Laker. They want a premier franchise revitalized with the best player on the planet. I think the Boston Celtics is a great, great, great landing spot for LeBron James. He actually has a different goal in his mind. We have an audio clip. We're actually going to play it for you next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday, New Post Malone, New Luke Bryan, New Smashing Pumpkins, then locally, The Scenic Route. Kind of forgot about New Tour Tuesday. Yeah, it'll sneak up on you. Yeah. So we've been uh, discussing LeBron James, obviously, and I know there's a lot of you that are sick of it, and I get it. I really do get it. But he moves the goddamn needle, dude, to the point to where he doesn't move it. He is the needle. And, dude, everybody is talking about where he's going to go because he's the biggest. He's going to be the biggest free agent that the NBA has. Now, there's a few others. CP3, you know. not. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Paul George is who I'm thinking of. Right? There's going to be a few others. But LeBron is really the mover and shaker. As a matter of fact, I don't think you'll see a lot of movement until people figure out what's going on with LeBron. Worth noting there that, yes, he will probably be the first big move. If not the first move, he'll be one of the first big moves. Um, But he's not just going to decide on somewhere and hope dudes come from him. There will be phone calls, text messages, agreements of like, hey, before I make this announcement, you're committed here, right? He, I mean, yes. My my guess is he already knows that guys are willing to go. Um, you know, I, I had a listener reach out and said, dude, I want him in Portland. And I would love him in a Trailblazers jersey, too. That's my Western Conference team. I would love that. You get Damian Lillard up there. You get CJ McCollum up there. And then you throw LeBron up there. It'd be great. I don't see it happening. I think you got a better chance of Dame or CJ or both going and following LeBron James somewhere else. I also don't think LeBron James, I don't know why I feel this way, but I don't think he's going to look at Damian Lillard as a legit guy to help him get it done. Not get over not get over the way he needs to. If you're looking like, I hey, so. I, I, I want a, a good teammate, sure. I mean, yes. both those guys are great. CJ McCollum, Pride Canton, Ohio right there. Jay Babe's Stern Community Center, you know, product, but not enough to get him over. <laughs> I love Damian Lillard, but I don't think it would be enough. I don't. But then again, I mean, he's taken a, a bag full of also rans to the NBA Finals, so what do I know? Maybe, maybe it would be enough. I don't know. Right. Um, we also don't know what's going on with the Warriors, right? Isn't there something that could happen with Clay here? Isn't there a possibility Clay may, end, yeah. may opt out? I don't see it, but but he might. Yeah, I was gonna say they're all gonna they're all gonna sign there. I would think, although there are rumors that that locker room is uh, is a trickier place than people are talking about. That that is a much harder place than people are talking about. I'm sure there's times, but winning is a very enticing. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, yeah, it's gonna be hard to walk away from that. It's a powerful cologne. It covers up quite a bit. But LeBron has some other motivation here and uh, and some other goals. And they asked him, you know, about achievements, obviously, because people are always stacking the championships on him. But LeBron's looking at this in a different way. And again, this is what I was saying before the break. You got to stop looking at like next levels and the greats as if they're going to make decisions the way you're going to make them because they're not you. They're not me. 
they have extra special talent. And like that's why I, I think the whole St. V is St. Vincent St. you know Mary thing about his kid playing there and that's why he's going to stay here is laughable. Is like in one breath you guys tell me these Hollywood elites live in a bubble and they don't understand regular life and then when you want one of them to do what you want to do then all of a sudden they're just going to live the way you would live. It's crazy. I mean it's absolutely crazy. But LeBron has been talking about his son and talking about what his motivation is and what do you hear this? You want to ask me what was the greatest achievement of my life? If I'm on the same court as my son in the NBA. That's pretty cool. That will be number one in my lifetime as an NBA player. Right. I thought about it because my son is about to be 14 and he might be able to get in there a little earlier. Play together. Or play against. <laughs> Dude, LeBron, love him or hate him, he's charismatic, man. He's a great is, interview, yeah. He is yeah. charismatic. He, you know what I mean. It just, it, it just pops off of him, and uh, I'm with him. I think it would be awesome to watch him play against his son and like have to guard his son, vice versa. I think it would be fantastic. Um, we don't. We looked it up this morning. We don't believe this has ever, ever happened in the NBA. Um, the other sport that I can think top of my head, I know the Griffies were in mm-hmm. the league at the same time together in baseball, and there was another father son duo in baseball. In baseball. Tim Rainey and Tim Rainey Jr. I want to say okay or that like sounds that. about right so uh so it has happened in baseball baseball obviously guys are able to go a lot further 25 year careers are not uncommon not, not part for the course but yes you can you can get more out of it um this would obviously be the first time it happened in the NBA and you know uh, what an accomplishment for you as a father that would be to I guess really you as a human because you're looking at it from so many different levels as like a professional what you've done for the game what you've accomplished and then as a father to have your kid be a pro athlete that has to be the greatest pride any father could have right yeah and M- right in and nba teams are going to take a shot on Bronny. now the other thing where this is interesting is he said you know my kids turn at 14 so i think at 19 you can play in the nba yes, the, a year removed from high school doesn't matter what you do there it can be a year of college year year of european year of g league a year of something so 19 19 correct we're talking 5 years lebron could easily play another 10 yes so it's not crazy to think he could be in the league another 5 years also there's another there's another offshoot to this where lebron and i and i hadn't read far enough into this and i probably will a little later in the morning um, apparently he's getting set to do some, uh, I don't know if it's a docu-series or, or a documentary about the NCAA and how exploitive that system is. So what's, that, what, what's LeBron doing right there? LeBron's telling you, my kids are not playing college sports. I can't remember what it's called, but there's some documentary, and I think it was ESPN producer. No, it probably wasn't, but it was about how crooked um, the NCAA system is. Sounds like a 30 for 30. Un, 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 I can't remember. I'll look it up in the break or something like that, but not surprising to see or hear he said that because I think LeBron has made it pretty clear that he does not really approve of the of the collegiate sports he has. And, 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 and whatnot. So, I mean, fingers crossed, and you know what? I'll start the rumor right now, dude. I don't care. What, what, what does this matter to me? Hot rumors right now. Hot takes, baby. Uh, you know, LeBron, where's he going? What's happening? What's happening with his son? Now, this isn't confirmed yet, but rumors are running rampant in Canton, Ohio, that LeBron James' kids... They're already, they're already, they're already enrolled at McKinley. LeBron James to the Canton Charge. I'm calling it right now, baby. LeBron James to the Canton Charge. I can't be shocked. LeBron wants his kids to skip college, the NCAA. He did it. He didn't go play, and look how well his career turned out. And I'm sure LeBron knows what we all know secretly, 
which is if you're a college athlete, you're not getting an education. If Especially for a year. If you're a star athlete. Now, do the offensive does the second string offensive linemen have to get an education? Probably. And does does college football and college basketball provide education and opportunities for people who would not have them without athletics? Yes, it can happen. Jason Whitlock's a perfect example. He went to Ball State because he could play football, ultimately became a great journalist, and he knew he didn't have NFL ability. I think those stories are rare. Yeah, dude. We've talked about knowing a dude who played golf at Akron, Akron. that didn't have to do anything. 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 So, so, so. Still doesn't. Second offensive lineman. He's at Ohio State, dude. He ain't right. doing anything either. So this is LeBron telling you, my son is not going to play NCAA basketball. I am going to wait the five years until he can do it. And if it's me, I think it's all the more reason he's not a Cavalier. I've been saying it from the beginning. He hates Dan Gilbert. Hates him hates him. You think he really wants LeBron James Jr. playing for a guy he hates? The answer there, folks, is no. The answer is no. I think he's gone. I don't know where it is. I have been saying Houston forever, but people talk to me about the money, although I think there's a way to put him in a Houston Rockets jersey without James Harden, and they get better. I think there's a way to put him and Chris Paul at the Rockets without Harden, and the team gets better. I think there's a way to do that. I'm being told Earnhardt's and the and the Petties both in NASCAR. Yeah, I view NASCAR as a sport, but you are sitting down behind a steering wheel. It is a little bit different than like a free safety taking your head off across the middle of the field or, you know, being banged underneath the boards. I do think there's a difference in those things. However, I do pe- I do believe people view NASCAR not as a sport when you should. I think it's more physically taxing than people want to admit. You do get tired out in there, but I think it's a very different thing playing football or basketball than it is in in NASCAR. And so I think father son would be more special in the NBA than it would be a NASCAR. More Sands Ray Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We were uh, before the break talking about LeBron uh, playing long enough in the NBA for his kid to join him, and we were talking about other athletes. I, uh, I heard from Twitter that Gordy Howe had played hockey long enough to play with his son. Okay. Now that's pretty interesting. Hockey's a tough sport. I was uh, making the argument that it's like, yeah, it's happened in NASCAR, and although NASCAR is tougher than people think it is, that I was like, I think just playing basketball is more taxing on your body. People sent me, you know, photos of dudes crashing into the wall. It's like, well, yeah, but that happens like once every 10 races. Like you're underneath the boards, 60 minutes a night, 82 games getting banged up. I just think it's a different thing for your body. Yeah. And like, I just I, think it's different. I, 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 I'll agree with you 100%. The running there. alone. Right, just the toll you put on your knees. The running alone for like 20 years it would be for you to be able to play with your kid. I think it's different. Are, are they not listening anymore because you made fun of no, NASCAR? And I don't said think it's suck? that okay. serious. Right, I don't think right. it's that serious. I just want to make just, sure. I just think it's one of those things. You know, everybody has what they like, and if you don't get it enough credit, you know what I mean? Then people are on you about it. Trigger! Now, see, I like NASCAR, and I think, honestly, those guys deserve way more respect. I say it all the time. I say it all the time on the show. You don't want to call NASCAR a sport? Really? They're doing 180 miles per hour, two inches apart for five hours. You morons can't make it down 77 without flipping cars over. Can't. NASCAR's a sport. NASCAR's a sport. There. Happy? So companies are tripping over themselves to market themselves in a different way. We saw it yesterday with IHOP. Right? It's IHOB now. They're going to do burgers, which, by the way, Wendy's took to Twitter and said, we're not worried about the place that thought pancakes were too hard. Hilarious. Well done, Wendy's. Thought that was really, really funny, right? But these companies are just trying to market themselves in more strange, unique ways so people are paying attention to them. Yeah. There's more competition in every space than ever before. 
And Domino's understands this. And Domino's is going out of their way to market themselves in a very unique and what I think is a smart way. And they're doing it by repairing potholes. They're doing paving for pizza, Fantone. It's an initiative to save customers' pizza. They know that bumping over potholes while you're driving around, it's gonna, you know, you're going to smash the pie around, things are going to slide around, this and that. So they got like a dump truck, painted in the Domino's logo, and went out and actually filled potholes. And then in the center of the, like the filling, like it, when they smooth it over, they put their logo in the center of it. How smart is this? Oh, okay. Okay, because I was going to say, if you're just going out there and doing it, people are just going to think it's City Cruise. But if you're spray painting your logo on it, that is smart. How smart is this? Everybody talks about this. I pay all this money in taxes, and yet my holes are still cracked. My streets are cracked. And it's like, dude, this is the perfect thing to make morons shut up. It is the number one complaint on a local level. There is not anything that comes close to it. You could be sitting in the most in the middle of the most corrupt city government on the face of the planet. As long as those potholes are filled, people shut up about things, dude. I don't know why it is. I don't know what it is. It's, it's an inconvenience. It, dude, it damages your car. But there's a million things that are an inconvenience and damage damaging to your you know your your personal property yeah but dude you bend a rim it's a thousand bucks but like people people just put the 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 highest emphasis on the world if there's no potholes your city is 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 just the best it could possibly be so I think that's I think that's brilliant, dude. I really do. As now, look, we are obviously an advertising platform. Right. We are a marketing platform. That's essentially what our job is: is right. to create a platform worth advertising on. Right now, you could argue all day whether or not we've done it. I believe we have. Right. But this is actually very, very smart. It's it. This is it's just this is better than changing your name and saying we're going to sell burgers. Is my point. And I would think that when you compare filling potholes and spray painting them to other marketing campaigns, this is probably relatively cheap. Now, oh, you're gonna, don't tell people that. Now, basically, what you said is that the, your local government's too cheap to do it. Well, what I'm saying is cheaper than, like, Super, Super Bowl? Bowl commercials and cheaper than, like, than, than like hey, we're going to do a big national rollout and we're going to do... This is a very cost-effective way because not only is it like, hey, we're putting this money here, but the viral aspect of it, too, the coverage you're going to get from things like the Sansbury Show, etc., etc., well, that's as big as you're going to get. Well, I, uh, everything's smaller than the Stansberry do, show, but... Do me a favor. Okay. See, see if you can Google how much Canton spent to fix potholes, I don't know, last two years, five years, whatever it should be. Okay. I don't know how often they're going to do a local study on the money and where it goes. I guess it's not all that often because they want to be able to keep skimming it. No, but, and I mean that's, but that's one of the things when we when we when we recently voted this past May, um, that's one of the things that got voted on was where do we like local funds? Like how how are we going to take go? care of these streets? How are we going to do these things? And if you have a company coming in saying they're going to alleviate some of that pressure off of the local budget, you're going to sell pizza, dude. You are you, just on so many levels. You come out looking like a good guy. You come out looking like a champion. Here. I agree. See if you can find this number for me though because I because I, I don't disagree with you I think I mean especially Super Bowl ads are a ton of money now you could probably advertise in like a week seven NFL game for a lot less than that yeah but, but it's still gonna cost you a ton of money and 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 how easy is it to brush away you know hey here's another Domino's rollout like this is something that cuts through this is something that's positively impacting my life not just interrupting me in the middle of like whatever right. I'm watching listening to you know this is this is You're affecting me. me right they're, um, I guess, dude, Domino's is also, did, did you see this? I, I saw it on the TV commercial. They're also adding like a thousand hotspots in your area where you can like get pizza delivered to like outdoor places. And I'm sure concert venues and, and things like that are going to be part of this. 
Well, yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, you know, at the park and you're like, man, we're starving, how much more convenient is that? Exactly right. It's really, it'd be a really good idea. So they're taking, I mean, dude, they're taking swings is essentially my point. Do we not have a number? They they don't have it. I'd be very interested to find out what we spent on this last round because they just fixed a bunch of bottles right by my house. I'm assuming it's because they built that Hercules building and they're like, well. Well, rich people are going to be here. (laughs) I mean, rich people are moving in. Better smooth out this pavement. Who cares about Stansbury? But we just built this new apartment building. We need to make sure these people are happy. I'd be interested to find out what a local city actually spends on something like that and see if this is ultimately cost effective for Domino's. But I thought it was such a smarter idea than changing your name, telling people you you're, you're selling burgers, that for sure. Nick Bosa, OSU player, has done something. He wrote a letter to a local Canton family, and everybody in the world's fawning all, all over him for it. And I think it's honestly, I have a different take. And I'll give you that. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We will do New Tour Tuesday for you coming up 9 o'clock. New Post Malone, new Luke Bryan, new Smashing Pumpkins. Also, locally, the Scenic Route. Play uh, their new one as well. There we go. Looking forward to that. We also have a pair of incarceration tickets. We'll get choked up with those. Hey, before we move on, just to let you know, I found this in the Canton Repository. Oh, okay. Um, uh, free up nearly $500,000 on the capital improvements funds that can be used to pave streets. So on a yearly basis, about a half a million dollars goes paving. Oh, and for a company, because again, we were talking dominoes, they were paving potholes as like a new advertising campaign. I got to tell you, dude, for a company like that, what they spend in advertising, especially Easy. countrywide, that's not even coming close. Easy. That's, that's not even coming close. Easy investment. Really, really smart. Smart on dominoes there. I'm very nervous to talk about what we're going to talk about right now. Okay. It involves an Ohio State Buckeye, mm-hmm. veterans, and okay. veterans' families. Okay. And I'm worried that my opinion here is going to have people looking to, like, honestly hate me. Okay. I, I Now, I, I before we go forward, I've been very pro-veteran. I've, uh, I, I've worked pretty closely with Save 22. An organization that raises awareness over the fact that 22 servicemen and women a day commit suicide after coming home. And uh, I feel like that number is way too high. And I try to be as appreciative towards veterans as I possibly can. Now, I'm setting, I'm telling you all this because I know how people listen to the radio. You half listen. Yeah. You're kind of paying attention in your car. Uh, it's on in the background at work. What did he just say? I mean, it happens to me all the time, right? And so I worry when talking both Buckeyes and and military that 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 people are going to be furious. I don't even know what's happening, but I'm nervous about it too right now. Okay. okay. So Nick Bosa is an Ohio State Buckeye. All right. Pretty much guaranteed to go high in this next NFL draft. Yeah, I was going to say certainly one of the Ohio State Buckeyes there. He's yeah. certainly a name. Uh, his brother now plays for the for for the Chargers now now Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. There was a special project that OSU football had done where they were writing letters to families of fallen soldiers. It was a special Memorial Day project. Now, I understand that it's tied into Memorial Day there. Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Nick Bosa wrote a letter to the family of Sergeant Nicholas Casey, a Canton native, graduated from Timken in 04, had died in the line of service. Ten years ago, I believe it was October the 27th of 2008. Okay? So Nick then writes his letter. My name is Nick Bosa. I'm a junior football player at Ohio State. 
The fact that I am able to get up every day without questioning my security makes me unbelievably proud to be an American and thankful to have the heroic people like Nicholas watching over me. Okay. For Nicholas's family members, I want to say that he will never be forgotten. And the courageous acts that he did will also be appreciated not only by me, but by everybody on this team. We will never forget, but also cherish the loving memory of Nicholas Casey. So then Casey's then brother, Sam, posted the two photos of the letter on Twitter along with the post reading, if this isn't the coolest thing ever, and this is my new favorite Buckeye of all time. So this will fly in the face of my opinion. Okay, the family's already spoken out. Okay, so their opinion matters more than mine. Let's just establish that. This was their son. This was his brother. His opinion matters way more than mine. Okay, let's establish that. But I thought that this was a questionable thing to do. Not wrong, but on the line of should you do this? Now, should you show appreciation for people who have lost their life in serving this country? Absolutely. Okay? Okay. But they did bury their kid, and it was 10 years ago. Now, all of a sudden, now again, his brother spoke out, and I can't tell a family how to feel. I can't tell anybody how to feel. I'm only going to tell you how I would feel going to my mailbox. Okay? That's all I'm doing here. That for me, it would be, why did you dig this up for me all over again? I had to bury this person. I had to bury my brother. I had to bury my son. Why are you, why are you raking me over this coals over a project for, for college football? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you making this? Why are you opening this wound for me over so you get because you have a special project in school? Now, the family came out, said something different. Their opinion matters more than mine. I'm telling you how I would feel at my mailbox. So would you feel that way about Memorial Day as a whole? Like, is Memorial Day as a whole disrespectful to the families of those of those veterans? No, dude, you're singling me out here. You're, you're, you're making me remember this in a way that's going to be fresh. Isn't every, I mean, isn't every Memorial Day going to I do that know. to you? I don't know. I, didn't, I haven't gone through that. But I, have, I do have a brother who buried a child. Buried his child well before. First of all, nobody should ever have to bury their child. It is something that is It's truly morbid. How words get thrown around so easily and they don't mean anything anymore. Burying your child is morbid. And I watched my brother do it. I watched he and his wife do it. Now, they now have a 12-year-old daughter. But for the longest time, they thought they weren't going to be able to do that. As a matter of fact, they ended up adopting because they weren't able to do that. Watching those two people, first of all, make it through their marriage without splitting up, honestly, has I have... I have gained a whole new level of respect both for my brother and his wife because that situation breaks marriages up like you like nothing before it. So to be able to watch them see that, but do they do everything they can as to not have to live with this every single day as if it just happened? Don't they don't they live with it every day anyway? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that ever is doesn't mean he wants me coming over for dinner talking about how her memory, how Isabel's memory is never going to go forgotten. 
You want me bringing that up at Thanksgiving dinner? Well, My guess is he does not. And I guess, like you said, this is going to vary family by family by family. For sure it is. But I, I think really what we're getting into here is like, that is the concept of, of memorial. Is that valid? Because like anytime you do that, there is going to be like, well, dude, I lost this person and, and it hurts. But like, should, should we just stop? Like I, I all, like I said, the family spoke out. They had what they, you know what I mean? The brother thinks it's great. And I can't tell him how to feel. Nor would I want to tell Sam Casey how to feel. You feel however you want, and it's a valid way to feel. I just now maybe I, this situation would be different. There is an argument to you know what if your family member died in that fashion that you'd be questioning whether or not it was for anything your entire life, and now somebody has shown you that it was for something. Okay, now that's that that's legitimate. Again, I'm not looking for an argument here. I'm not looking to be like, I'm right, the, every other side is wrong. I'm just telling you how I would have felt at my mailbox. And at my mailbox, I would have felt like that morning, why did you do this to me? That's how I personally would have felt. And again, I believe that's how my brother would have felt, having watched him bury his child. And honestly, it's something that you can still see it in their eyes. The, 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 I've known my brother, obviously, my whole entire life. I've known his wife 20 plus years. Their eyes are different. The look in their face is different. They've never fully recovered from it because you just don't. And this, to me, is a little bit like pulling a Band-Aid back open. Now, you can make the argument, and I've already made it for them, that the situation's different because my brother's child died over disease not serving this country, and that you would maybe want people to always have that memory and always relate it back to their freedom. I could agree with that. But I just wonder if, like, I mean, even if your your child, or even if somebody dies of cancer, it's like, do you? And I guess I maybe, would not want anybody reminding me. Maybe, of maybe if that's if that's how you are, is like, all right, well then, fine. But like, I'm not necessarily going to fault somebody who's like, hey, you know, I know your dad passed ten years ago from a heart attack. Just wanted to write you a letter on his birthday saying we'll always remember him. I, 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 Ooh, I don't, yeah, I don't I want don't, that. I don't see that being a problem. I don't want that. That to me feels. I don't want to be that judgmental. But it does feel to me like like you're looking to interject yourself into something for a selfish reason. Now, I don't know that that's the case, and I'm not going to look to you know rake Nick Bosa over the coals. He was doing something that was that was assigned to him as a project, and I believe he probably does respect the military at the end of the day. It does feel this way. Again, like I said, I'm not looking for an argument. I'm not looking to be like, I'm right, they're wrong, everybody else is wrong. That's not what I'm looking for. I just, when I read it, Everybody was fawning over this, and I was like, all right, I get that, and I understand that there's a way to look at it that way, but there's another angle at this. So should we not cover these stories national news because it's like, ah, no, dude, what if his son's, what if his, what if his, his father's watching? I don't, I don't want to put that on there because it's, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, covering it again as a story is different than sending something to the home. You brought it to my doorstep. Now, again, again, I will reiterate, the family spoke out. They like it. And that's their right. And I can't tell a family how to feel, nor would I want to tell a family how to feel. I'm telling you how I would feel at my table opening that letter, which is why did you open this wound for me again over a class project? Why did you do this to me? Why are you making me relive the most horrific thing I have ever had? Believe me, when I'm at my brother's house, no matter when it is, The last thing we talk about is the passing of Isabel because of how sad it is. We almost dance around it. Now, you can make the argument that's not healthy either, and I would agree. That maybe what needs to happen is a middle ground there. But we go out of our way to not make David and Roxanne have to live with that or to not have to reopen that every single day. And maybe that's why I feel the way I do. Maybe if I didn't have a niece that died in my home, by the way, 
in my house that maybe then I feel differently about this. And like I've said, I want to reiterate, I'm not looking for an argument. I'm not looking to be like, I'm right, everybody else is wrong. I'm just telling you that when I read this, through my own experience in life, I was brought to a different line of thinking and a different angle and view of this. That was simply all I was doing. At the end of the day, what Nick Bosa did here is probably better than not. And I'm sure most Gold Star families would rather have this than not. I just have a different experience, and I looked at it a little bit differently, and it was a little bit of a head-scratcher for me. That was simply it. Mindy Kaling is out there giving men dating advice, and it's horrific. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have incarceration tickets. We'll pass those out at 930 in the middle of New Tour Tuesday where you're getting new Post Malone, new Luke Bryan, new Smashing Pumpkins, and uh, the scenic route locally. That's all part of uh, New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Rexham. This guy hit me up. He was like, uh, I don't mean to be a dick, but, you know, you're talking about this Nick Bosa letter to this Gold Star family and you're talking about how you don't, you know, how you don't bring up your brother's child's passing to your brother, but you're talking about it on the radio. Well, yeah, I mean, my brother lives 3,000 miles away in Las Vegas. It's 5.30 in the morning there, and they don't always listen to the podcast. And if he should happen to listen to it, he will yell at me about this. My brother's way more private than I am. People ask me to have my brother on the air all the time. Never happened. My brother's way more private than I am. Not on Facebook, not on Twitter, not on Instagram, not on that stuff. Doesn't want to be on it. Doesn't want to be contacted. He's way more private than I am. And he will yell at me about this. That's the price I pay to give you the show that I feel like I should give you. But I, it's my job to make things relatable, and that's how I related to this particular story. I don't go to my brother's house and be like, yo, man, I wish Izzy was here when asking him to pass the salt. You know what I mean? We, it's, it's a conversation we avoid. That's all I was saying is that it's a conversation we as a family, like you can see it in their faces. They don't want to have to talk about it personally. And he and his wife both, who and his wife's entire family is here. So I'm sure they, they listen and I'm sure somebody's going to tell her and she'll have issues. But it's the price I pay to do what I want. And there have been problems in my life, in my personal life, relationships, family, and everything else, because I won't do that. I won't not talk about what I want. As a matter of fact, I saw Howard Stern on the new, on the new uh, David Letterman show, and he was talking about that, about how now he would never do that. Well, that's him now. And he's got three kids, and I don't. And it's the reason why I don't have kids, because I didn't want to have to think about that. I didn't want to have to worry about my kids not being invited to birthday parties over my opinion. I didn't want to think about that. I chose to, to be all in on the, on the program. It was a different thing. I didn't want to be pulled in a thousand different directions. But he will have issue with what I said. That's why I don't say it to him. That's why I'm not just sitting at his pool in Vegas going, you know what, man? Your life would have been better had Isabel not died. I would never do that. That's it. That's all I was saying is that there was another angle to look at this in. Mindy Kaling is this woman um, who's pretty popular. Uh, I know she did the, what was it? The Mindy Project was her. She was part of The Office for a long time. She's very, very funny, a talented writer. And she's got now dating advice for men in the Me Too movement in this era. She says, this one's just for you guys. When you go out on a date, act as if every woman you're talking to is a reporter for an online publication that you're scared of, said Kaling. One shouldn't need the threat of public exposure and scorn to treat women well. But if that's what it's going to take, fine. Date like everyone's watching because we are. Now, what I will tell men is, is. Every woman you date 
is a reporter for an online publication that you're scared of, it's called Facebook. It's called Twitter. It's called Instagram. And these women give out every single detail of your life, sex, everything else, as soon as they're done with you. So you should treat it that way. I mean, essentially just kind of saying, don't say something you wouldn't want printed on the front page of the newspaper. Pretty much an old standard. Yeah, that's, old that's, standard. that's been said for Never a write a letter you don't want your mom right. to read in the newspaper, okay. right? That's, that's what everybody's talking about. Okay. But I do think that there is something. Here's what I will tell a guy. If you're terrified of that woman in that manner, then don't go out with her. Then don't go out with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, right? yeah, that, that's, that's, that's There's okay. also another angle of this of, how about you don't be so damn sensitive that you overreact to everything I say, Mindy? How about that? How about maybe treating, how about, how about telling women not to overreact to everything they hear or and or see, right? Because we saw context. We saw nuance in the Aziz Ansari case. We saw nuance in that. When it first came out, pig, awful, this. And then the more information started to come out, well, maybe not so much there. You see what I'm saying? So maybe maybe tell women on the other side of this not to look to throw a man under a bus for just saying something funny. Now, if he gropes you, different. Way different. If he starts name-calling you at dinner, different. But there, we are in the gotcha movement in today's society. Men, women, everybody. Everybody's out to get somebody. Everybody's out to be the moral authority. Everybody's out to be the one that, look, I caught this person in this scandal. I think making this a solely a male issue is misguided. This is one of these things where women will do this now, where it'll be just, this is a man's problem, and then they're just levitating above the rest of us, where they're just like, they're just out there and like they can do no wrong, and this is all on us to fix. When in reality, didn't we just see? We just saw it. A woman just had to recant her story after she said two football players raped her. Didn't happen. Right? So, guys, here's what I'm going to tell you. You should be afraid of every woman you're dating because a lot of them are out to get you just to get you because they just want to be the woman who's got the story on you. So you should be afraid of it a little. But if you think this woman is that woman is that sensitive that you got to tiptoe around her that hard, go out with somebody else. Seven billion people on the face of the planet. You don't have to go out with people who suck. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRTK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, New Church Tuesday, New Post Malone, New Luke Bryan, New Smashing Pumpkins. Wow. Star Sudden. Also, the Scenic Root local band, Twisted Masquerade, their song. Take a listen to that. Pretty excited about that. Fantone, not a Post Malone fan. I thought no, I no, 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 no. Honestly, these three national acts, I'm calling turd, turd, turd already, dude. I uh, Yeah, you're not a fan of any one of the three. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Usually I'm like, yeah, dude, that's a star-studded lineup. Today I'm like, yeah, it sucks, dude. F all those guys. I remember Post Malone played the Agora, and I didn't really know who he was. And I showed up really, really early that day. Right. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon I got there. Right. We didn't have to be there until like 5. And... The line was wrapped around. I mean, it was freezing cold, like a foot of snow, and the line was wrapped around the block for this dude. And I remember thinking to myself, do you guys know how concerts work? Doors open about an hour before anything happens on the stage, and your headliner is not hitting that stage. What the hell are you doing here at 2 o'clock in the afternoon for? But that's, you welcome to young people not knowing how concerts work. 
Like that, the, the amount of times that happens to me when I'll be standing behind the bar and somebody will come in, hey, what time does so and so play? 10 15. 10 o'clock? Why? <laughs> it's like, yeah, why are doors at 7? Because we sell booze, dude. <laughs> That's why doors are at 7, because we sell booze. And we have to make our money back for paying that douche to stand up there to sing for you. And the way we do that is by slinging these drinks. That's why when people always say to me, I have to pay for water. Yeah. You think Post Malone fell from the sky? No, (laughs) dude. We took money out of our pocket and gave him what's called an advance. And we're looking to recoup that. Plus, no business goes into business to break even. You caught us on our evil plan to turn a profit. I'll never understand why people get shocked by that out of a venue. I will never, ever, ever, ever get that. Hugh Jackson now saying, this team, more talent around it than we had before. We've got more talent, and it's hard to deny that. I've been talking about this a lot recently. You upgraded at GM. You upgraded massively at quarterback twice over. I mean, you got Tyrod Taylor and you got Baker Mayfield. So so you upgraded twice at quarterback. You've upgraded at running back. You've upgraded at wide receiver. You've upgraded on the defensive end. There's a, there is a lot more talent here. Uh, not to take away from that point because I 100% agree with it, but are you ready to see Baker Mayfield more talented than Deshaun Kaiser yes. without playing a snap of NFL football? Yes. Okay. I believe Deshaun Kaiser performed poorly enough to where Baker Mayfield, I feel confident saying he will be better than Deshaun has been so far. Okay. Now, Kaiser now going to Green Bay. He's going to get some good coaching, sit behind Aaron Rodgers, learn some stuff. Will Deshaun Kaiser end up playing in a game where he ends up looking great down the road somewhere? Maybe. It's possible. It's probably in there somewhere. You got to remember, he is still younger than guys who were coming out in this draft. So that may happen. But I believe Baker Mayfield will do more in a Browns jersey than Deshaun Kaiser did with his opportunity in a Browns jersey. I feel comfortable saying that. Okay. Now, the Browns are pulling me back in, bro. Like, I'm all in. Like, I got guilty of, like, retweeting, like, a something from the Browns official account where Tyrod Taylor threw a dime to somebody with nobody playing defense. And I was like, oh, my God, look at this pass. And I was like, well, yeah, but nobody's nobody's, cover, nobody, nobody's covering him. Yeah, you know, expectations lead to happiness in life. And if you are going to be happy with the Browns being better than they were last year, and that's the first step. That is the I would be happy with that. That is the number one step to making a team better is can the team this year beat the team from last year? And it's a step in the right direction. Um, I, I, I've been guilty as well of like, all right, am I buying back in? Is, is this it? Um, there's going to have to be a sustained level of success. Just the Browns go out there and win four games this year. I'm going to be happy, but that doesn't mean that the entire organization has turned it around at that point. Like you can't, I, I, I can't just be like, well, you didn't lose them all, right? I mean, you can't, like there has to be a higher level than that. I think if they win four games this year, you got to be doing backflips. I mean, you're one in thirty-two or whatever it is, one in thirty-one, whatever the hell it is. I mean, dude, if you win four games this year, you got to be doing backflips. I think Vegas has it at five. You, you, you're one in thirty-one, but then you're going to be six and forty, forty-two. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you're doing backflips. That's the thing that, that I'm just like, dude, you got. I, I just have to have tempered, tempered expectations. Yeah, here. but you don't build the roof of the house first. You know what I mean? And so, like, you have to get some wins underneath your belt. A winning culture doesn't go from 0-16 to winning every game. You build a winning culture by winning, by winning a little bit more, a little bit more. You win this, you win this battle, you win this battle, you win this battle. And I believe in two years, maybe three, you may see a competitive product out on the field. And I would get it together pretty quick because, like I've been saying, Big Ben not going to play as long as people think. 
Now, they drafted that kid, and I think Ben's going to spite play longer than he wanted to play because of it. But you got fire in New England. I mean, dude, if you've been paying attention to what's going on with the New England Patriots this offseason, it's crazy. Rumors about Gronk being you know, traded. Brady's not happy with Belichick. Belichick not happy with Brady. There's a bunch of stuff going on there. Who's only got one more year left? Is it Bill? Is it Tom? There's a lot going on there. The AFC is going to shake up over the next few years and this is the perfect time for the Browns to get good. I want to readdress something that we did earlier on the program and it is obviously the summit between our president and uh, the leader of North Korea. Now I was giving the president a little bit of credit here because six months ago I was told North Korea was going to bomb us. It was a foregone conclusion we were headed for world war three and turns out no we didn't and i said then we wouldn't and i'm saying now here now we won't right six months ago you guys had me underneath the desk oh my god be afraid north korea they're gonna blow us off the map and i kept saying no they're not and sure enough no they're not now i also said this morning and i want people to walk away with this that you can't pop champagne bottles over what happened yesterday either because trump's out there saying yeah, yeah, yeah we agreed to all this stuff and north korea's president not saying a whole lot he's not saying they agreed to any of this I'm hearing it in theory. Now, we do need to see it go through. We need to see it go all the way through. But the mainstream media told me six months ago he could never get a meeting and he could never get an agreement. He walked away yesterday with both. And I don't know how as a guy, and again, I want to be able to criticize the president when I want to criticize him. So in fairness and able to do that, what I need to do then is give him credit where he deserves a little. And I believe he deserves a little bit of credit over what happened yesterday. You can only criticize people if you were willing to give them the other side. I don't want to be I don't want to be one of those radio shows that's just constantly just on them just to be on them because it's the hot thing to be doing now. And just be I don't want to be one of these you know radio guys retweeting Chrissy Teigen about her hatred over over Donald Trump because I believe that's why people don't like said radio shows. I believe that's why people are avoiding said radio shows. And so is if I want to criticize him, that's fine. But then I have to give him credit where I believe he deserves a little, and I believe he deserved a little over what happened yesterday. For those of you that are sick of NFL athletes not visiting the White House after they win their championship, NBA guys too, other athletes, Colby Covington, new UFC welterweight champion, says, screw the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going. And I'm putting this, I'm putting this belt right on Trump's desk. And it got me thinking. Trump's a little anti-NFL now, right? So if he then starts to wrap his arms around UFC and these UFC guys start to... Dude, I'm telling you, Dana White and Lorenzo Fertitta are going to laugh all the way to the bank. Does that happen? Do UFC guys... No, you don't get... I don't know. I mean, I've they, never heard of it. They they used to invite the boxers, right? Yeah, but boxing was a very different thing back then. It was. You know what I mean? Like, it was. I, I've I never wonder, heard of it. I, well... I think, are we going to see the first one? Be, I don't, I, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but because maybe somebody has. But could I see Trump going, oh, the NFL guys don't want to come, but the UFC guys do, huh? I could see it. Now, can I raise my hand and say keep politics out of my sports? I think for those people who want politics kept out of sports, no, because this is something we've always done as a country. That, that this photo op was always something, and I said this, this is, the, this is what's happened now, is that the internet is an over-examination machine. And so we over-examine everything now. Where it used to just be, this was just a good photo op that made people feel good. But he said this in the Octagon in his post-interview, right? Isn't there a little bit of like, if, if, if you don't want anybody making political statements during sports, I just feel like okay. that should be consistent. If you want to split hairs, then he should have said it the next day after the event. Fine. I, I'll, I'll meet you halfway. 
But I am of the, I'm of the, the the belief that if you win a championship and if you're invited to the White House, I don't care what your politics are. Suck it up. Don't be a little boy. Act like a man and you go. And that includes Tom Brady when he wouldn't go because Obama was president. And that's why he didn't go because Obama was president. So screw you, Brady. Screw you, Eagles. If you get an audience with the president, I don't care who's president. I don't care what his politics are. I don't care. Oh, my God, he's disgusting. He's a dictator and he's dragging it down. You're a whiny, sissy crybaby. If you get an audience with the president, you go. And Colby Covington wants to go. And just you watch now Trump wrap his arms around the UFC. You watch it. Dude, Dana White and Lorenzo Fertitta are going to laugh all the way to the bank over that. They are going to love this. They are going to love it. And honestly, it might help spur UFC. And it might make UFC just that much more popular. New Tour Tuesday starts next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. It is Fantone from The Stansberry Show here to tell you about the LASIK surgery I had done at the Roholt Vision Institute. Now, if you're anything like me, man, I was wearing glasses and contacts since like the second grade. That's out of my life now. I don't have to worry about where my glasses are in the morning. I don't have to worry about do I have enough to have some concerns, dude. And I want you to visit the website, RoholtVision.com. While you're there, you can take a self-evaluation test. You can find some of the frequently asked questions about LASIK and you can check out the financing options as well. Dude, make an investment in yourself. Check it out today, RoholtVision.com. I mean, I know he rhymes and things, but I know he plays a lot of acoustic guitar. He covers Nirvana at his shows a lot. So, like, I don't really know how to classify this guy. Yeah, there is a little bit of you're not really a rapper. He's not. Because that's the whole thing. Is like, it's like you expect this to be like, alright, dude, so white alternative rapper up there. You expect Eminem. You expect Machine Gun Kelly, some dude who's going to go up there and Rage. Like, you know, yeah, like, hey, I'm a white kid who grew up with tough times or whatever. And it's like, no, dude, this dude just up here like. Str- more more of a rapper. He or G-Eazy? Uh, neither. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it's like, kind of the same thing, right? Neither rappers, in my opinion. Okay, if you don't know who G-Eazy is, good on you. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> this is Post Malone's Better Now. Watch now as the Post Malone crowd tells me how this isn't new. Oh. Watch now. Pff, this song's been out for two weeks, Stansberry. You're an idiot. You probably think that you are better now, better now. You only say that because I'm not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down. Here's what I will say. His crowd does know this and know it well because, dude, that show that he just did here, I mean, dude, the entire stadium was chanting this. Singing along with yeah, that. Yeah, so like sure. this is obvious for his audience. It's already broken out pretty hard. Not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down. Would have gave you anything, would have gave you everything. You know. I kind of like this dude. And here's, he does himself no favors by the way he looks. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, he's got that long, stringy hair. Looks like he hasn't bathed in like 10 years, but welcome to rock stars. And, uh, but dude, the, the face tattoos look ridiculous. I mean, he just looks like a punk. He does. I did not believe that it would end, no. All these songs are always about him getting his heart broken, which obviously isn't new when it comes to music. But like he very much is this emo rapper that I think a lot of younger people, 21 and younger, kind of identify with. It's because it's like, I have a lot of feelings too. And it's like, yeah, but your feelings are stupid. What are you talking about? Yeah, he is the feelings rapper that is super popular in hip hop now. I think you can blame Kanye and Drake for that. For, 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 for a, a group of 
of people, rap fans, especially young rap fans, who are like, I don't give an F, oh, whatever, you know, we have beer bongs and Bentleys, all they do is whine. It's just Bitches ain't nothing but hoes and tricks. I mean, that's the rap I came from, right. where women were nothing but hoes and tricks, right. and now all of a sudden it's like, dude, it's hold your hand rap. Not a rapper. No, I agree with that. Dude, he tore the Agora down, though. Like, that crowd went ballistic. Yeah, you're going to. I mean, like, it's a cult-like following, no question about it. Like, the yeah. fans of him love him. Um, and it's going to be a very young crowd. Who oh, it was. Are able to tear the crowd to tear the house down. Yeah. Hall and Oates probably put forth a better show, but it's like, dude, we're forty five out here, bro. We aren't tearing anything down. Well, dude, that fight broke out right in front of Keith <laughs> Kennedy. True. That dude, that, dude, that turned into brawl and Oates is what happened there. You probably think that you are better now. I feel like every rapper in the world uses this exact beat right now, too. Yeah, I was going to say it's a decent beat, but there's nothing, like, special. No, it's lifted. It's very stock. I tried to like him, dude. I tried, and I tried. I can't believe you don't like him. I tried, and this was one of those things where I just felt old because, like, all the students at Rebuild were like, Post Malone, bro, you like Post Malone? And I'm like... Yeah, I, maybe I do. Maybe I'm cool and young, and I know who these rappers are. And then I listen to them, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. And then I'm like, dude, whatever, try it again. Uh, you know what? Hey, you know, maybe, maybe post show, and then post Malone, and you'll be able to hear it better. And still, dude, no, it's like Rick and Morty to me. I know I'm old because I've tried to like these things. Yeah, and that I, show sucks. I, I just can't do it. Dude, Rick and Morty is one of the most overrated things I've seen. It's what, dude, it's very overrated. Everybody talks about how great that show is, and it's like, dude, they Jerry Maguire'd it, where it's like, yeah, it's good, but it's. Not not as good as you're telling me it is. It's the Post Malone cartoon, I think. Same audience. Yeah, 100%. I once got to feel superior through Post Malone, though, and maybe that's okay. why I like him. So there's a woman who works here in the building. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you her name, Nicole. And uh, she works in sales, and she was calling me an old man. Okay. Right? She always tells me I'm old. Meanwhile, dude, she graduated a year behind me. Right, okay. a year, right. but she's always she's one of those. Like, oh my god, you're like nine months older than me. You're an old man, right? But she's super young and hip. And then her niece or somebody wanted to go to Post Malone, and so she hit me up and asked me for tickets. She's like, hey, can you get my niece into Post Malone? I was like, yeah, probably. You know, let's see what happens. And uh, she was like on Facebook talking about. It. She's like, what is Post Malone? I don't even know. And I was like, he's a rapper with your old ass. <laughs> like you're always calling me old, and yet I know who Post Malone is. I see you with your other dude. He's really big into that, that reverb on his voice. Like, he'll sing and... Because he has to, right? Right, because he's a terrible singer. I mean, if you use reverb that much, it's because you have to, Chester Bennington. You have to. He seemed like he was pretty cool. I was so broken over you. Life, it goes on, what can you do? And like rebuild students will be like, man, that was so deep. I just want to get over you. What else can I do? And dude, that was so deep. And I'm like, really? That that was so deep. I mean, dude, if you want deep, you got to go back to like common and like guys like that. Like I don't think Post Malone's deep. Another 
thing now with this younger generation where it's like you're noble if you're willing to admit you got your heart broke. It used to be suck it up, be a man, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and now it's like, dude, if you cry on the street corner because a girl broke your heart, you, that's now that's now a man. Well, wait a minute. You, you say that you're better now, but you're only saying that because I'm not around. But th- then doesn't that make her right? <laughs> if she's better now and you're not around, then she's win, right. Win, win. Like all we had to do was get rid of Post Malone, and now I'm better now. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know how much time you're spending at Project Rebuild, smacking heads together, but it needs to be more. Every time I hear this now, all I'm going to think about is just some drunk bitch spilling vodka and cran walking through the club. Like, he gets me, man. He better gets now. Me. I'm better now. High-waisted jeans. <laughs> just want to reach out and rip your millennial face off. This isn't even millennials anymore. I'm going to point of contention that one No, right it's zennials or whatever they are yeah, now. Yeah, it's that next one underneath it's, whoever it's they ne- are. I know, but I'm old, so I'm saying millennial. <laughs> Is it over now? No, not yet. <laughs> Can it be over now? They all call him Stony because he smokes weed. Oh, is that the thing? Oh yeah. And then Bud Light's got this thing with him, like where they did this, like you know, because he drink. I know he always drinks Bud Light. Dive dive bar post Malone show, and it's like oh, ugh, smart, terrible, smart, smart, smart. Yeah, Van, don't give me the vote there, buddy. It's a turn. Not only was that a turn, I'm gonna call it diarrhea. Not only was it Whoa. diarrhea, I'm gonna call Whoa. it puking between your legs while you're having diarrhea. Jeez. <laughs> That was awful, dude. It's a turd. Wow. Disagree. I'm voting not a turd on Post Malone. Not a turd. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, dude, that one's probably making the, the, the gym rap mix, buddy. That one's right. probably making it. Because you know what? I've had my heart broken by a thousand bitches <laughs> spilling vodka and crayon walking through the club, and it hurts, man. And I just want to be better now. We have new Luke Bryan, Sunrise, Sunburn, Sunset, next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by Northern Ohio Honda Dealers. Turn on that. I actually like it. Fantone actually found a quote from this woman. <laughs> Not about New Tour Tuesday, but this was very, very funny, and I feel, <laughs> I feel like you should repeat it. Um, usually when we find something on the internet and talk about it on the show, we're mocking it. This was legit funny. This woman said, girl, quit, quiet, quit crying over that man. It's summertime in Canton. That fool's going to get murdered soon anyway. And it's like, Jesus, dude. Jesus. That's kind of funny, dude. I mean... It's a little terrifying, but it's also, I mean, it's very funny, obviously, as, uh, you know, summertime does normally bring out yeah, uh, the angst stuff. and aggression. Like, I always tell people, like, I, like, I, I know I'm doing all right because I'm, like, one of the few people on my block that has air conditioning. 
And you just, you know, dude, being hot just makes people angry. I was going to say, makes you a victim right there. Yeah, dude. you know what? Probably a kick dough, as, uh, as Master right. Pete used to call him. Maybe maybe that's going to happen anytime now. In the middle of New Tour Tuesday, we have new Luke Bryan for you. This is Sunrise, Sunburn, Sunset. No one to drop the records. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's time you for You might even it. be a little late on this one. Yeah. You wanted to get this established May. in May. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's the middle of June already, by the way. He had me painted that summer sophomore year Jesus Said I could stay for free A couple buddies, a couple weeks You Weeks, not weeds Oh, I'm saying that Well, what I'm saying is You're giving a sophomore your 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 lake house For, for yeah, dude Just go out there and go do it A sophomore? Applying logic to Santa Claus, man. 15, 16 years old I guess that's a responsible Applying logic to Santa Claus Red Honda And headed straight for the pier Tank top and cut off jeans, little pack sun underneath. Who knew it was about to be? Sunrise, sunburn, sunset, repeat. Moonlight, all night crashing into me. Nothing will ever be easy as you and me. Tangled up and nowhere to be. Just sunrise, sunburn. Sunset repeat Sunrise Sunburn Sunset repeat hey. Alright There are Dude there's a guy who's great at this record He's made this record A thousand times And every time he does it It's a hit and his name is Kenny Chesney. Yeah, I was going to say. Dude, Kenny Chesney is the best at here. It is the best the country format has as Here Comes Summer. Nobody's better than Kenny. And this, I honestly think, would be a better song if Kenny Chesney had done it. I turn those shutters the color of your eyes till the day turned into night. Isn't, uh, isn't Luke Bryan playing... Um Kick the dust up fast, or what's it called? He Country is, Festival. He, he, okay, he's, he's playing kick the dust <laughs> up fast. I just want to make he sure. I was yeah, we renamed it. Yeah, we're not going. <laughs> not even part of it. Completely competing radio station. We're renaming it. It's kick the dust up fast. Turn that boat into a bar, and then we pass the guitar around the fire to each other and watch stone lover friends pair off with one another. But we fell like the stars we were under, and everybody knew that that was our summer. You feel like you have one of those high school summers where you look back on it and we're like, that boy, that was just the time yeah. right there. You feel For like sure I do. you yeah. feel like it, like in that age range, yeah. fifteen to twenty somewhere I tell, in there. I can tell you exactly the night that kicked it off. All right, I think I was seventeen. I borrowed my mom's car. And we went to Blossom to see Steve Miller band. Steve Miller, for some reason, it was like, I, dude, I graduated in the 90s, right? And everything's kind of cyclical. And in the mid-90s, there was like this 70s resurgence. Like everybody wanted classic rock. Everybody was wearing tie-dye. And like it was like super hippie and like that whole kind of thing. And so Steve Miller band shows every summer became the thing when I was in high school. that It's like you knew you were going. As a matter of fact, in my high, Twinsburg High School, it was like, who were you going with? And I remember I asked, I, dude, I took a first date. Her name was Carmen. We ended up dating six years. 
And uh, we, our Jeez. first date was Steve Miller at Blossom, and it poured heavily in the middle of that show. And I ended up doing mudslides with my buddies down the down the hill instead of like hanging out with my date. <laughs> and like, sure enough, that at the end of the concert, we were so dumb. My mom's brand new car I was like, "Well, how do we get in this thing?" And we ended up ripping up boxes from the trunk and putting them on the seats. Worked not at all. <laughs> Mud all over the car. But yeah, that's like one of those summers that I'll always look back on as my childhood as of still like you know my young adulthood of like uh, of of carefree summer yeah I actually do have one of those five foot four redhead huge boobs by the way she was great not a great singer, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. You can point out flaws in his voice, but it just does not matter. Oh, I just, I had a problem with the line. Oh, yeah, okay. it, it's been okay. well established. His voice is not great. I, he's a star, though. Yeah. He's one of those guys. He just has it. Could have been over right there. Yeah, you're going back to the well too many times. All right, there's new Luke Bryan, Sunrise, Sunburn, Sunset, and then obviously repeat there. Fantone, give me the vote there. Eh, it's half a turn. Um, you know, not my cup of tea, but I know a hit when I hear one, and that's going to be big in country music. I agree with you that Kenny Chesney would have been a better pick, but it wasn't a turd. That song's got legs on it, so I'm going to call it a halfer. I'm going to say this. The verses were terrible. But the chorus is simple, easily digestible. You know it by the second time it comes around. You'll end up singing it underneath your breath in the car. It's got Luke Bryan to push it uphill. I believe the song is a turd that will end up half a turd because it's Luke Bryan and their star power on it. Eh, It's half a turd. We have new Smashing Pumpkins, Solara, and then locally the Scenic Route with their song Twisted Masquerade. That's how we'll end the Stansbury Show on Tuesday next on Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
Uh, yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show telling you about Honor Fighting Championship. That's right, Fight Fest. It all happened. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the LASIK surgery I had done at the Roholt Vision Institute. Now, if you're anything like me, man, I was wearing glasses and contacts since like the second grade. That's out of my life now. I don't have to worry about where my glasses are in the morning. I don't have to worry about do I have enough contacts ordered? Do I have solution? None of that stuff is a concern for me. And I can remember sometimes I just didn't feel like putting my contacts in, so I'd wear my glasses. Problem with that is I couldn't wear sunglasses, which is a major problem in the summertime, and I don't have to worry about it anymore, thanks to my good friends at the Roholt Vision Institute. Now, LASIK surgery, it is surgery, which is why you probably have a lot of questions. Maybe you have some concerns, dude, and I want you to visit the website, roholtvision.com. While you're there, you can take a self-evaluation test, you can find some of the frequently asked questions about LASIK, and you can check out the financing options as well, dude. Make an investment in yourself. Check it out today, roholtvision.com. Now, this is your argument against Stone, or, uh, against uh, Smashing Pumpkins, not mine. But so far, his voice is ruining this. Yeah, and you can tell he sounds older. Like, he just doesn't have it anymore. He's pushing it further. His vocal cords don't have the same is that, is that what it is? stretch that they, don't, that they used to have. At least to me, it sounds that way. Because his voice doesn't bother me the way it bothers Fantone. I am actually a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan, and but I understand how that voice could grind on you. Right. I, I definitely, I could definitely see it. it's much like Rush, and I always forget their name. The band I call New Rush, that's, Coheed and Cambria. Coheed and Cambria is the same exact thing. Like if you don't like that guy's voice, I totally understand it. But so far, he does not sound great in this. This part's much better. Because he's not pushing it as hard in the chorus. Right. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like he's a little bit more. No, the chorus is definitely strained. I agree. Our listener of ours has an observation here. Brent has an observation here that says the problem that he's having, and I think I agree with him, is that the music sounds updated, yet he sounds still stuck in the 90s of the way his delivery. And I agree, that may be what's happening here.
they're back out on the road now, right? Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah, from what I've heard, ticket sales, not great. But I think that that's partially because, dude, when you go see a band that's got this much history, you expect four of them. Right. You this know what point, I mean? Yes, yes, yes. You we expect, talked about it yesterday. You expect four of those bands, not one. Totally needs another minute on it. Is that what it is? Another 60. Do you know, is it the original lineup in this record or no? So I saw an interview with him not that long ago, and apparently then... It was he and Darcy still can't get along. The bass player, right? Yeah. She was. Like, I, I think, don't quote me there, but I'm pretty sure that, that yeah, she was the bass player. But apparently, dude, he and her just cannot get it figured out. But for me, I, I'm one of these people that it's like, it all depends on the band, right? Like, for me, as long as he's there, well, Smashing yeah. Pumpkins is there. I don't care about Darcy yeah, at n- all. None of those, none of the musicians within Smashing Pumpkins were so great that it was like, well, you can't replace that. You're not trying to re- replace Les Claypool and Primus. You know what I mean? Can't do it. Again, the vocalist, always harder to replace than, than, than somebody else. Now, there's certain bands. Now, do you want to see Van Halen without Eddie Van Halen? No. No. You really don't. But most musicians are paint by numbers, switch them out, doesn't really matter. Well, I think we figured out why we play what we play, right? Yeah. I think we figured out why Aerosmith yeah. is still on the radio, right? Yeah. Because it's still good. Or at least Bullet with Butterfly Wings. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, we still play that one for a reason. I got a fan vote here, and uh, this is very interesting, from Todd via Twitter. The song is a turd. 15 years ago, half a turd. 25 years ago, not a turd. Okay. That's interesting, because I think he might be right. But let's take the official uh, Stansbury Show vote. Fantone, give me the vote. It's a turd. There were parts of it I liked. I thought Musically, there was some cool stuff going on, but all the complaints I have about Smashing Pumpkins slash Billy Corgan existed up in that, that song. song. So, they yeah, were. I'm calling it a turd. See, for me, I think like he wasted a great musical track. The lyrics weren't great. His voice didn't sound great. But musically, I felt like, oh, man, we might be on to something here. I'm going to vote turd on that. It's a turd. Before passing out these incarceration tickets, we do have a local artist for you today. They are called The Scenic Root, and their song is Twisted Masquerade. I've seen this band live, and they were good. Yeah, I've seen them live before, too. 
They were good. They've been around the Canton scene for quite oh, yeah, a while. Long time. Sounds good already. Yeah, I judged the Battle of the Bands years ago, and they won it. They were really good. That live. makes sense to me, sure. Locally uh, is the scenic route. That's their new song, Twisted Masquerade, on New Tour Tuesday. Fantone, give me the vote there. Eh, it's mm. half a turn. Um, always grade the uh, the locals on a different curve, but there was something missing from that song. It didn't suck. It had like the bones to it, but I couldn't put my thumb on what it was throughout the whole song, and I just couldn't figure it out. I'm gonna call it a halfer. Dude, it is scaring me how much you and I are agreeing today. Well, locks I, up I, right I, there. Yeah, I, I I agree with everything you just said. I think it's it's one of those songs. It's halfway there. It's almost there. You do have to grade on a kinder curve when you're talking local artists versus national, you know, with a label behind you. I'm going to vote half a turn. <laughs> it's half a turn. 
We'll get out of here by passing out these incarceration tickets. That's July 13th through the 15th. We'll take callers, uh, well, you know, 15 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.